The North Pole Podcast is brought to you by SantaUpdate.com. Frank Murr with North Pole Radio News. Welcome to a new episode of the North Pole Podcast, where this time around we mirror what was done on the Santa Tracker Podcast a few weeks ago, and we'll answer questions sent in to us from teachers and students from a classroom setting. Just like that episode of the Santa Tracker Podcast, these questions were fielded by Elf Trixie of the News Department, who shares the questions but shies away from actually joining us here on the podcast. She will instead text the questions to me while Elf Crash Murphy has been tasked with answering those questions. The questions for this episode are general questions about Christmas, the North Pole, Santa and Mrs. Claus, and of course, Elf Life. Crash, while Trixie prepares our first question, I just have to ask you if you've seen a flight plan yet for Santa for this Christmas. Well, not exactly. It's a little early, but I did have a chance to discuss it a bit with Santa, and he thinks we'll be following the basic course that he took last year since that worked out so well. Crash, I've seen a lot of questions coming in much earlier than usual about Santa's sleigh. A lot of kids are worried. Should they be? Nah, Frank, I, we have to remember a couple things about Santa's sleigh. First of all, there's a reason they call them test flights. They're working to get the design of the sleigh for this year just right. So they test it, and they test it, and they test it. That sleigh gets better and better with every flight it takes in the months before Christmas. But Crash, the news coming from North Pole Flight Command this year about Santa's sleigh has not been very good. Well, that's the other thing I wanted to mention, Frank. We have never had news coverage of the test flights like we have had this year. They're doing a good job of it, and sometimes I think it's too good of a job. It's getting people all worked up. What do you mean, Crash? Well, I mean what we're hearing in the news is actually not out of the ordinary, Frank. The test flights are supposed to be critical, and the news is usually not that great early in the season. In fact, the sleigh doesn't come together until, well, about a week or so before Christmas. At least that's been my experience every year. So this whole thing is kind of normal. Yeah, it is, Frank. Everyone just needs to chill and let those sleigh designers and flight engineers do their jobs. Santa's coming. There's no question about that. There never is, Frank. Okay, Crash, that's really good news. I appreciate knowing how to answer the questions we're all getting about the sleigh then. I don't like seeing the kids get worried, Frank. We're recording this about the middle of October, so the mail is picking up. And so far this year, there seems to be undue worry about Santa's sleigh. 
I don't think they should worry about it. Okay, there's Trixie now with our first question. Geez, Frank, that ding is kind of annoying. Don't you have another ringtone you can use? Well, yeah. Let me see here. I'm sorry, Frank, but that episode of the Santa Tracker podcast we did like this made me sound kind of annoyed with Elf Trixie, and I wasn't annoyed with her at all. I love her. She's the greatest. It's just that stupid ding gets on my nerves. Okay, how about this? Oh, that's much better. And tell Trixie I still want to hear her on the radio. I think she has a great voice. Well, that's going to be a tough nut to crack. I think she's just really shy, Crash. Well, she shouldn't be, Frank. Not everyone has golden vocal cords like you do. And nobody seems to mind my shrill voice, so one day my goal is to get Trixie on the podcast here or on the radio to read the news. I think she'd actually be pretty good at it. Well, actually, this kind of ties into the first question that she sent us. This comes from Mrs. Coombs class in Little Rock, Arkansas, in the United States. They want to know exactly what it takes to become an elf. Their teacher, Miss Coombs, says she started her elf career. She has? Well, then tell the class how you did it, Miss Coombs. Uh, she did that, Crash. Trixie tells me that when the list of questions came in from this third grade class that she contacted Miss Coombs and they talked by telephone. Trixie said they talked for almost two hours and that she recruited Miss Coombs to be an elf. She signed up at SantaTrackers.net after learning the elf code and taking the elf oath. That's fantastic, Frank, and that's how it's done. And kudos to Elf Trixie for recruiting her. We need more teachers as elves. I think it helps the cause of Santa in a big, big way. Crash, is Miss Coombs able to share everything she learns as an elf with her class? Well, not everything, but she's a teacher, which means that Santa trusts her. She knows her students, and I guarantee you she will do well in answering their questions. It's an ideal situation. Santa's very grateful to teachers who do this. How many years has Santa taken questions or special requests from teachers? Oh, golly, Frank, as long as I can remember, long before the Internet, he used to do this, Frank. The questions from teachers are usually the first ones that get answers. So if Miss Coombs wants to track Santa for Santa with her class, can she do that? Well, of course, Frank. Elves everywhere can do that. Tracking Santa for Santa is just one way that Santa recruits new elves. But I doubt Miss Coombs will track Santa with her class just because school's likely out on Christmas Eve. Well, actually, Trixie says that Miss Coombs is planning to track Santa via Zoom on Christmas Eve for any of her students who want to watch and see how it is done. Several in her class have already signed up at SantaTrackers.net, and this will be their first season in tracking Santa for Santa. That's outstanding, Frank. Well done, Miss Coombs. Another question from her class is this, Crash. How long does it take for a tracker elf to become an elf living and working at the North Pole? Well, that depends, Frank. For some, like Elf Hugo in the North Pole Post Office, it took nearly his whole life. He was a bus driver, and then he retired. Then he became an elf, and Santa transferred him to the North Pole. Don't you think that's a little discouraging to a young person who just signs up to be an elf of course it's discouraging frank that's why i wanted to tell them about elf trixie she's very young only 21 years old i think now and she's been at the north pole for about three years now she's an elf who moved up pretty fast so it can go either way 
Well, how can a new elf move along fast like Trixie did? Well, that's a tougher question to answer, Frank. I think getting the attention of Santa and letting him know your situation and your desires and your dreams is the best way. Only Santa makes the decisions about who becomes an elf at the North Pole. I'm not sure he follows a rule book. I just think it's more of a feeling he has. Interesting. That actually leads to a rather normal question from Miss Coombs' third grade class. They want to know if Santa is really watching when you are sleeping. Oh, he doesn't do that. First of all, how could he do that? Santa's just one guy, and there are billions of people in the world. Use your head, Frank. If he watched people sleep, he wouldn't have time for anything else now, would he? No, I don't think so. Yeah, some people think he has so many elves because they watch when you're sleeping, but I can tell you there isn't an elf in the world who would want that job because it would be so boring, Frank. Santa doesn't have anyone watching anyone ever. That's an idea that's perpetuated by a silly Christmas song, and that's all it is. Well, this is anchored in the question that Santa has a list of naughty and good kids. I know we've dispelled that a long time ago, Crash, but I think it's good to talk about it again. We have to keep talking about it, Frank. People keep singing the songs and telling the same stories. And the truth is that, yeah, Santa knows sometimes when a child has some troubles, but... He would never just say a kid is naughty or bad. That's just not Santa. Well, how does Santa know if a kid is good or not? Well, there's lots of ways. Most of the time, a kid will write in and just confess some of the bad things they've done. Kind of like Santa's a priest or something, which is funny, because once upon a time, he was a member of the clergy. But Santa doesn't require that, Frank. Santa loves all children, no matter what they've done. But not all kids are open about the bad things they've done, are they? Of course not. I would tell you that moms talk as much as kids do. And frankly, even teachers sometimes get in on the act of a troubled kid and will talk to Santa about him. But these people, moms and teachers, they don't tell Santa these things because they don't want a child to have Christmas, but rather because they want to help figure out how to best help that kid. Santa loves doing that, and there's no such thing as a naughty list or giving children coal or dumb ideas like that, Frank. Okay, here's a new one that is kind of along the same lines. Mr. Lincoln's fourth grade class from, hey, Sydney, Australia, asks if Santa ever gets mad. Oh, yeah, I've seen Santa frustrated on many occasions, Frank. Once we were over the ocean way out in the Pacific and we hit these high winds. Well, rather, they hit us. It blew the sleigh around a little bit and Santa dropped the reins. And Santa said, oh, shapoopy, and he made all of us laugh, and that's about as mad as I've ever seen him, Frank. Santa's just a, he's just a regular guy. Well, frustrations over little things are normal, but what about real anger, Crash? Have you ever seen Santa really, really mad? I've seen Santa get firm, you know, very serious-like, but truly angry? I don't think so, Frank. I think Santa has too much self-control for something like that. What do you mean, Crash? Well, believe it or not, when I was a youngster, I had a pretty bad temper, Frank. I can tell you all about being angry and the dumb things you do when you're really mad. I don't think Santa would ever act like I ever did. I once attended a class about elf emotions, and they talked a lot about anger. Santa was just one of several instructors in that course, Frank. And I can never forget one thing he said in that class about anger. He said, you can never be kind when you're angry. And that really helped me a lot, Frank. I think Santa would rather be kind than angry, and he controls himself. Santa's very big on self-mastery. Wow, Crash, that's amazing insight. Trixie has 
several questions here about Mrs. Claus, but this one just jumps out at me in light of what you just said. This question from Mrs. Graham's class of Anchorage, Alaska, asks what kind of influence Mrs. Claus has on Santa. Oh, it's huge, Frank. I don't think people know how much Mrs. Claus does. She's Santa's best friend and closest advisor. I think Mrs. Claus knows about every child as much, if not more, than Santa does. She's very important to the overall effort, and I don't think Santa could be Santa without her. Trixie is asking us this question, which we get all the time. This one from Ms. Jackson's fifth grade class in Arlington, Texas, USA. They want to know about Mrs. Claus's first name. I think I've answered this question 50 times already today, Frank. I know, me too, Crash. Why do you think Santa wants us only to know Mrs. Claus as Mrs. Claus? Honestly, Frank, I, I think I know the answer to that, first of all. I think Mrs. Claus has a very old-fashioned name that maybe Santa's afraid people will make fun of. And he won't stand for that. Whenever I'm with Santa and Mrs. Claus, I've only ever heard him refer to her as Mrs. Claus. Now, when they're alone together, I gotta wonder if he still does that. Well, that's been my experience, too. Even recently, I was over at their place just before they went to Canada for Thanksgiving, and he did that then, too. Well, why were you over at the Claus residence, Frank? I didn't know you visited over there. Well, Santa asked me to watch his new puppy, Crash. His name is Sprinkles, and he's a Shih Tzu. No kidding. Yeah, I was really surprised, too, but I told him, yeah, he could spend a few days with me, and we had a really good time. He's such a friendly little guy. Well, good for you, Frank. I didn't know you were a little dog kind of elf. Well, I'm not. Maybe that's why Santa asked me to watch him. Well, I wonder why Santa and Mrs. Claus just didn't take Sprinkles with him. Well, he's not sleigh-trained yet, Crash. Even little dogs, I guess, have to get some sort of certification to fly in a sleigh, I suppose. I hadn't thought of that. They must really trust you, Frank. Well, I hope so. I mean, I guess so. I hadn't thought about that, but he was no trouble at all. I just had to play with him a little bit. I'm surprised a little bit, Frank. That's encouraging. Now, when you were over there, you never heard Santa call Mrs. Claus anything else? No, never. Not in public and not in private. You said you think Mrs. Claus has an old-fashioned name? Why do you think that? I don't know, Frank. I know Mrs. Claus is very private, but I also know she comes from a very large and traditional family. I heard her once, you know, talking about her family, and, you know, they all come from Canada, don't you know? And she speaks of uh, Uncle Chester and an Aunt Matilda and another relative named Victoria. Those are all old and traditional names, and it just makes me wonder if she doesn't want the world to know and that Santa doesn't want her name mocked. You know, some people can can be like that. Yeah, I do. I also think Santa insists on nothing but respect for Mrs. Claus, even when she leads a group here at the North Pole, or he addresses her in some gathering or even at a party. There's a formal kind of respect that you don't see very much anymore, and Santa... Leads by example in this regard. He really does, Frank, but in a way, so does Mrs. Claus. She's very proper, and I don't mean that in a stiff or a mean kind of way. I mean it in a kind kind of way. She sometimes calls me Mr. Murphy, and I always have to tell her that, well, that was okay for my father, but not for me, and to please call me Crash. And she always smiles, and she says, okay, Mr. Murphy. Oh, she's done that to me, too. It's always Mr. Murr and Sir Murr which always makes her giggle a little bit. 
Yes, that's her. She really has a wonderful sense of humor, Frank. I don't want anyone thinking Mrs. Claus is mean or stern in any way. She's very kind and very gentle. But she is Mrs. Claus. All day, every day. Even to Santa, right? Yes, sir. That's all I've ever heard and known her by. Crash, Trixie has a new question here from Mrs. Holmes' second grade class from somewhere in Virginia, United States again. She asks, how can one check to see if they are on the naughty list? Yeah, this is another old question, Frank, and I'm surprised that people still ask it, considering we answer this question every single day of every single year. I know. Well, there is no naughty list. There's never been a naughty list, and there will never be a naughty list. That's it? Yeah, that's as much as I can say about it these days. I'm tired of explaining it. Santa, I know, is weary of telling people he doesn't have a list. He doesn't give coal either, or ashes in the Christmas stocking, or beating kids with sticks. He doesn't do that either. Oh, boy, Crash, do we really want to open up that can of worms? No, no, no. Where do such horrible stories come from, Crash? Well, I blame parents, Frank. Different parents in different cultures all spend time making up stories and using the good name of Santa to try and get kids to behave. Threatening them with punitive action from Santa seems to some parents to be a good idea, but I think it's dumb. You don't think all parents are dumb, do you, Crash? No, of course not, Frank. I just think the dumb parents are dumb. It's dumb to think that Santa keeps a list of kids who are naughty. That question kind of leads to this one, Crash. It comes from Mr. Hackney's 6th grade class, so these kids are a little bit older. They want to know how they can tell if their mom or their dad are an elf. Mr. Hackney says one of his students saw all of their Christmas presents in a closet during Thanksgiving weekend last year, and he thinks his dad is an elf. How can he find out for sure? Well, he could be an elf or he could be a thief of some sort, Frank. Oh, Crash, you don't mean that, do you? Well, what would really explain the Christmas presents in the closet? That's either a really clumsy elf or a really dumb thief, Frank. The question isn't about the presents, Crash. It's about the dad. Well, how do I know? But the whole presents in the closet thing bothers me, Frank. Something weird's going on there. I don't think it's about you knowing his dad as an elf. The question is how this kid can find out if his dad is an elf. Well, all he has to do is ask him. That's it? Yes, that's it. As, you know, as elves, we're sworn to complete honesty. If he's an elf and the dad, well, he just has to be straight up and tell him. That's what I would do. If someone asked me if I'm an elf, I'd tell him, yeah, I am. Because it's the truth. And, you know, if he's a real elf, he'll try to get his kid to sign up as an elf as well. That's just how we roll. But Crash, what if this dad is not an elf but says that he is an elf? How can the kid know he's lying? Lying? Parents lie to their children? Mm, some do. I can't believe that, Frank. Parents are dumber than I thought if they lie to their own children. Good golly. So what do we tell this kid, seeing that we don't know if his dad will tell the truth or not? Well, I'm going to say he should just ask Santa then. Santa would tell him that? Santa would know about the dad? I think Santa knows just about as much about parents as he does about children, Frank. And yeah, sixth grader's old enough to handle the truth, and Santa would give him the straight truth, no doubt about it. Do you think a lot of parents are elves, Crash? I know there are millions and millions of parents who are elves, Frank. Teachers, too. And dogs, too. Maybe even a few cats, but they're weird, so I'm not sure there are a lot of cats who are elves. Are you serious about that, Crash? Yeah, I'm serious about that. Santa didn't get to be Santa without elves, Frank. He's even got elves who deliver the news on the radio. 
Another great point, Crash. Thanks again for your insight on this episode. I'm sure Trixie will line up more questions for us for future episodes in the weeks ahead. If you have a question, please post it in the comments below or talk to your teacher or your parents to get your questions asked and answered. That's what we're all about here on North Pole Radio News. Thank you for listening to this episode of the North Pole Podcast. And on behalf of my radio partner and our North Pole Answer Man, Elf Crash Murphy, I'm Elf Frank Murr reporting for SantaUpdate.com on the Kringle Radio Network.